Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the super, Garen Randazzo. You have superior stamina and a very punchable face. (laughs) And the fantastic Chris Randazzo. Who was with you in that skimmer? (laughs) Uh, We here on this week's episode talk television. This is episode 123 for the week of May 3rd, 2018. This week, I got to pick... I chose Krypton, Season 1, Episode 1, The Pilot. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Just talk to us. Let us know what you're, what you're thinking, because we're interested. Truly, we are. So, guys. Yes. Evan. I... I feel that this is the first time I've watched a Seafy show and didn't feel like it was a Seafy show. I think the first time that happened was with Happy for me. Ooh, good point. I didn't even. I I totally negated Happy because it wasn't totally sci-fi. It was a sci-fi show, which happens to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> As I mean, I enjoyed this. Um, I mean, it's complete completely made up out of continuity for a comic book guy that's pretty interesting um and the production values were pretty impressive to me what did you guys think i didn't hate it (laughs) (laughs) a stellar Um, review from garen (laughs) well you know we we're not always so big on seafy shows over here but um yeah the acting wasn't terrible the writing wasn't terrible. The story was halfway interesting. I, I didn't hate it. I know it's a it's a glowing review from me, but that's how I felt. You asked, <laughs> I, I, and I deserved that answer. What did you think, Chris? You you you're you're a comic booky type person as well. How did you feel? I about liked it? it about as much as I could. Um, Ooh, what does I, that mean? I don't like Superman's mythology. Like, things that involve Krypton, I've never cared for. I just think so much of Superman's mythology is so goofy. Okay. Like, I like Superman on Earth, and I like his... I like the story of Superman, but once you start delving into the actual minutiae of we all wear these... these like. It wasn't the hope symbol. They've they've kind of retconned that to be like, oh yeah, now we all wear this this shape on our chests and they're 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 house crests. Yeah, that's what it is. And uh, uh, the capes. Uh, how do we explain the capes? So it's it's just the fashion of the time. And and they got they got special cape equalities or something like. like Krypton is so ridiculous. So like, say Man of Steel for example was like the worst because it was like so stone faced serious with Russell Crowe being all like Russell Crowe toss, and it was like. This is just goofy. You can't say Brainiac and not have it be goofy because that's the name's a joke. <laughs> it's Brainiac. It's something you. It was an insult for smart people in the fifties. Like, 
it's it's not some dick dick death-defying computer oh no brainiac (laughs) like you can't say that seriously and it it will always be goofy to me so i I just i've never i've never connected with that mythology i don't love it when they bring it up in supergirl either and i genuinely like that show Mm -hmm. um but uh so i liked this about as much as i could like something set on freaking krypton okay um i liked uh I was I was immediately like really kind of scoffing at the show. I was like, "Oh, they got baseball caps on uh, Krypton. That's great." And then it turned out to actually be a dude not from Krypton. It's like, "All right, yeah." I saw the con- right. I saw the cons and the baseball cap. I'm like, "Hmm, what? what are you this doing, is sci-fi show? being seafy." <laughs> did you is did an extra wander on set? What's what, what's going on here? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's uh, and like. Krypton's horrible. Yeah, like, it's not a it's not a it's not a cool place to be. Yeah, and that <laughs> struck me odd because it I mean granted you guys are way more knowledgeable about Superman mythology than I am, but from my recollection, everything I've ever heard about Krypton is it's like this advanced society of peace and justice, and this is a fucking horrible place to live. Well, okay, what I'm I am giving it is that this is a generation before before we it's, have heard anything about it because one or two generations well before. when we hear about krypton it's about superman it's dad. about jor-el yeah that's right and so this is jor-el's parents right this is jor-el's parents yes the, the young man that the show is about is jor-el's i'm assuming father i'm i, I you know like that's just what I'm guessing, because they keep just saying grandson. Your grandson is this. Your grandson is that. Yeah, and this is your grandson's cape. And it's, <laughs> and it's, it's sizzling. Got the S on it. Check it out. Look at it well, sizzle. No. And it's got the, 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 the S on it, but it's like the, the Christopher Reeves S. Mm-hmm. And then he gives him the crystal, and it's like Man of Steel S. And well, like, it was more that... Man of Steely S at the beginning of the show when it was on their chest, on their family crest. Yeah. And thank God they have fixed those things with Velcro because uh, there was a lot of ripping of those. Yeah, I did note that. <laughs> and their clothes were spotless underneath, <laughs> just no ripped threads or anything. They're just like you could even hear the foley of the Velcro. Just <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, or they just scotch tape them on before they leave the house. Like, <laughs> well, they had to do several takes of that, so it's not like they could destroy the costume each time. It is. It's only CP. That's <laughs> true. But- All that thread wasn't in the budget. <laughs> <laughs> Their budget was broken on thread count. Um, <laughs> okay, so it being said that it is a Seafy show, the I was stunned at the quality of the special effects. Coming from a a, a channel like Seafy, the 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 ships, the the. the I love that we're all genuinely calling it Seafy, like just. Not even as a joke anymore. No. Like that's just how we're pronouncing. <laughs> yeah. And everybody knows what we mean. Yeah, exactly. The okay, so see, <laughs> sci-fi <laughs> back when it was sci-fi was a, a particular quality. They didn't really branch out or or stretch as th- their dollar very far. And then Seafy did that even less, but they tried to make it look like they were spending money, and it failed miserably. Yeah. This is except in Sharknado apparently. Yes. <laughs> this is actually high, like much higher quality. 
And yeah, this was like near network television levels. You know, this is almost like, you know, Flash and mm-hmm. Arrow and stuff. And it's almost as if they figured out if they spend a little money on making their show looking look not bad, then maybe it won't suck so much. Yeah, and it did like it will also say that this did look to my eyes better than something like uh because you've got a you've clearly got a lot of artificial sets going on mm-hmm. here. But um when I think of like the worst offenders of artificial sets, I think of like uh Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Where just every single castle is like, Yeah, that's a green screen. That is that is a green screen. That building is not there, those are not bricks. And <laughs> Those are not pretty... bricks. Those are not bricks. Those are not stone. You can't fool me. Yeah, like because because you know the angles were always off. They'd be like walking towards the camera, and the floor perspective would be like... was wrong. <laughs> the perspective was just wrong. I was like, there, everyone's walking around in a Rob Liefeld picture. It's just insane. No feet. Everything was horrible. <laughs> pouches everywhere. <laughs> Who knew they had so many pouches in medieval times? <laughs> wow, we are going deep on the comic book references this week. <laughs> but uh no, but that wasn't really the case here like the uh you know a lot of the artificial sets didn't didn't bug me um i feel like they still even... had the obligatory sci-fi channel gratuitous sex scene like yeah they did you can't you can't have a show on sci-fi that's <laughs> without some sort of so, side boob showing up yes uh, some sort of side boob <laughs> and some sort of girl on top of a dude thrusting like that's just <laughs> it's gotta happen you know on magicians they were on the freaking ceiling and this one they're like zooming out and whatever that dude's i don't even know where they were like where was that were they like a warehouse or something I they just know. had a bed in it or something i don't know i don't Maybe. know but um well, that's, I mean, so it did kind of it did didn't completely shed its sci-fi original series flavor com- like, all the way, but you know no more so than like the Flash is still it's still a CW show, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. But it's 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 kind of evolved, mm-hmm. and that's what I appreciated about this. Like again, I didn't love it because I just don't love this setting. Right. But um, no, I and, I, and it, I get I that. definitely give it props for for what it did for. For me, I don't have a problem with the the Kryptonian mythos. I was really, I'm going to say, impressed with what they did with it because there's not much. They there's not much in the the comic book canon that they have to go on. Like I don't think they've ever discussed Superman's grandfather in the comic books to great detail, and what like. What they needed to do. Considering Action Comics 1000 just came out and they haven't done that, it's kind of astonishing. Yeah. Um, I was was oddly surprised that everybody had an English accent, but I guess that was just a Seafy thing. Um, Maybe it's a regional thing. Maybe other areas in Krypton sound like, you know, (laughs) Cockneyed. Then you got the Australian. Lots of planets have a north, all right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The. The mythos that they are building, to me, seems plausible in the Superman mythos. I thought it was really interesting that his girlfriend was a Zod. Yes. That was pretty cool. And, you know, they have made reference to um, Zod and Jarell being friends at one point in time. Like, in the movies. And... And in the comic books. So, like, it was it was interesting to see... I don't even want to call them liberties, because it's not like someone's going to go, no, that's not canon. Like, 
there is no canon. They, they, they can make up whatever the hell they want to. Yeah, it wasn't like, nah, Lex and does a Clark were like totally best buds like back in the day. Exactly. <laughs> there was like six, con- there were like four panels in a comic book once in the 1940s that had the two of them in the same room. It's totally legit. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't, they didn't go crazy. They kept it relatively within, I mean, comic book ideologies. Um, and it's still like fantastical. Like nobody's nobody's got superpowers. Nobody's flying. It's all set in space. Everybody's you know stuck to the ground, abiding by gravity. It's it's a drama. Ain't no yellow sun on Krypton. <laughs> I did really enjoy the fact that they brought Adam Strange into yeah, that this. Kind of neat. And I feel like it was hey. Like Sci-Fi or or Sifi went to to Warner Brothers and DC said, "Hey, listen, we want to make this Superman show. We want to say the name Superman like four times and have one DC character. Who can we have?" And they went, "I don't know, Adam Strange." They went, "Who?" Like, how about Rip Hunter? <laughs> like, nah, you got anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> um, it 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 is an Easter egg for. You know the the comic, the true comic book, like someone who's looking for some semblance of continuity in in the Superman world. You know the 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 Zeta Beam, I think is is the thing that he kept referencing. I don't know if that was in the uh-huh. first episode, but like that's a thing that makes sense. He does travel through space and time with that. Okay, you've tied it to the DC universe. Good on you. Adorable. Good job. Um, did um and and this is something I'm a little wonky on because the the only real iteration of this kind of stuff I ever re- truly enjoyed was the Superman animated series mm-hmm. that led the Justice League and all that. But um and I'm pretty sure that's where they came up with the whole Brainiac destroys Krypton thing, right? Like that wasn't in the comics before. It was always like no Krypton was just destroyed, and then the cartoon they were like no Brainiac destroyed it, K- Krypton. If I'm not mistaken, it came from the cartoon, but it came from the fact that. They wanted to bring Kandor into it, not Krypton. Like they had to bring my like it's real foggy because it's been a long time. But I feel like at one point in time, Brainiac saved Kandor from an explosion, which was on Krypton. Hmm. And then it changed into no Brainiac is horrible, bad, bad, evil, evil. And it destroyed like I, my my but original the recollection is, that... is a different thing, though, isn't it? Say that again. Isn't the collector that little like floaty dude that's kind of like the collector in the the Marvel universe too? Yes, I I don't. I'm not a hundred percent. I it, like it there's smelted, so many things. That's, that's how it played out on the cartoon. The collector was this other dude, and then Brainiac was kind of like this dude who wanted to hoard all all knowledge. All knowledge. And he was like a, he was sort of Ultron esque, where he was like everything's AI, and then he was like, "Now nah, I'm gonna keep this knowledge, <laughs> hang on to all this for you forever." And then the collector was the dude who went out like collecting like species and stuff, and it kind of smelled at the end that they were combining those two characters into Brainiac uh, with that little creepy Brainiac face. Well, I okay, I understand, I see what you're saying, but I feel the imagery of Brainiac. For a television show, especially on Seafy, was spot on. Yeah, I mean, Brainiac's silly looking. He is uh, silly so looking, but they made it as menacing not... as they possibly could. 
Yeah, it was definitely kind of creepy looking. I'm just wondering, like, because they, they called him the Collector. They, they, I think they called him Brainiac the Collector or something like that. So I was curious if that's what they were kind of rolling up those, to those two characters into one entity. That would be kind of an interesting, uh, interesting take. I don't know. I've watched, a, I've watched a couple of the episodes, and I don't know how much detailed information we're going to get on Brainiac itself. Because, like, for the next, I don't know, four or five episodes, it's about the Zods, it's about uh, Black Zero, it's about the, what (laughs) Superman's great-great-grandfather was doing. (laughs) Can we talk about that for a quick, for a hot second Absolutely. This is, this is what I don't, this is something that I really didn't follow, like, they, they were just like, yo, we're not alone. There's aliens out there. Shit's interesting. And they were like, no, burn in hell. We're alone in the universe. It's like, whoa, hold on a second. Okay, so think about How it. like like from point A to point B? He's a witch. Burn him. Like, <laughs> it's kind of an interesting take in the, you know, modern society where there are, you know, people are coming out as flat earthers these days. <laughs> it, truly, it truly is. Um, you, you see how it resembles modern day. But they put a lot into that rat, raw dude. Like for the next, I don't even know how much, because like I said, I've watched a couple episodes. There wasn't much raw talk in the first episode, but it gets real thick over the next couple of episodes. So it the, the society was at one point in time very scientific, and like that's what great-great-grandpa L was doing. He was a scientist. And then, you know, their religion started peeking its head in, and when that got a foothold, he was like, well, wait a second. There's this this stuff out there. We're not alone. And they went, he's a witch. Burn him. And they threw him off of... They threw him into the ice world. (laughs) I still didn't understand how that bridge worked, but... And I was like, whoa, is that the Phantom Zone? <laughs> no, what? it is not the Phantom Zone. How many of these portals do they have? <laughs> <laughs> that I did pick up. It is not the Phantom Zone. Um, there was in a following, I think it was it was in episode three, they did have a good Brainiac host thing going on, which was really neat to see. Like, they, they're... <sighs> They're doing a good job with what they have licensed to, and that's what I was worried about. Because you can, honestly, there's so little information out there about Krypton, you could just say, hey, Science Planet, go in space, and just make a show about that. But they're still trying to tie it into DC proper. So what they are tying, and they're doing it relatively well. So I'm not, I have no complaints about that, like, it Outside of it being a Seafy show and there are those bits and pieces like, all right, yeah, that can be different. I don't need that gratuitous sex scene to show me that they love each other. Great. Yes. But now he's going off with that really stick up her butt chick. I don't know who that was. The one that she had the kid, he had the kid with. Oh, yeah. So like she's she's the daughter of the dude that's in charge of the, the whatever council that that threw grandpa off the cliff. Right. Yes. And that it becomes a political intriguey thing with them and the Zod. Like they sort of step, they step hard away from the whole Brainiac thing for a couple of episodes. And I, I go, well, you, they still, 
you know, episode one was like, this dude's a big deal. Why aren't we paying attention to that? And we'll see what happens. The, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, not I'll see the rest of it at some point, but I thought what they did with what they had, they did well, especially just seeing as it was on Sifi. Like I was shocked. I was super annoyed that they killed off his mom. Because uh, can we talk about how Superman's great grandma is kind of a badass and uh, I'd like to see a show about her. <laughs> yes, she was a badass. Um, sacrificing herself for her kid, which is also both of the parents did. So like it's like if the dad, you know, if the dad took the fall, fine. I mean, it was nice. That he was uh, it's the same dude who played Lestrade on the Sherlock series mm-hmm. uh, with a terrible haircut. <laughs> And if he, you know, if he bit it, I would have respected that, you know, then they've got one character to to throw under the bus to to take the fall. But like to have his mom still be there and like helping him figure this shit out and be an awesome character. I I wish she didn't die. That's all. Yeah, I I I got what you're saying. I I I think they are they're doing that he's the way they do it in every comic book story he's got to do it on his own kind of thing and they 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 showed how strong she is to infer how strong he can be and there's a whole lot of twists and turns like the whole not having a sigil anymore like not being part of a house being whatever they called it like the unclean or unranked, unranked. like that comes into play heavily and as of right now on as of this episode in the in the krypton mythos there is no house of l so there isn't a, there can't be a jor-el right now or any l's for that matter um and that had i mean it's been six i've seen five or six episodes that hasn't been resolved so they still have pl- what the l <laughs> They still have plenty of like they're they're building a a world, and they're they're leaving plenty of spots to mine and and come up with original content that they don't have to dig into the the DC proper universe. I I think they're doing they're doing a good job. And hey, that's one way to disarm a bomb. <laughs> yeah? Oh my god! Yeah? Oh my god! I didn't even see that until you said it. <laughs> you disarmed the bomb. I hate you, Chris. <laughs> I'm never going to be able him. to unsee that now. <laughs> you love me and you know it. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it seems like it was meh for you guys and I enjoyed it. It was a little more than meh. Okay. That's I liked it okay. A meh plus? <laughs> yeah, meh plus. I would say that. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a meh for me, but not for lack of trying, just because I have an internal bias against Krypton. Okay, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I ju- I'm just happy. <laughs> um, the last two things that have been new to come out of Sifi have been a much higher quality than the stuff that has come before. Um, I I honestly can't wait to see what they do in the future. Because they're trying, like they're really trying now. Like, God helps them if they do like a Sharknado with this mindset. 
like a Sharknado with great fucking special effects and stuff. Like, I would pay to see that. I wouldn't. <laughs> it's it'd still be Sharknado. But come on. Oh come on! The first Sharknado was amazing. <laughs> exactly. It was lightning in a bottle. <laughs> Don't try to mine that or again. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we got a we got a bunch of news to talk about. So stay tuned. The MCU's latest offering is finally here. In honor of that, Karen took a look at all the scenes that reward viewers for sticking around in the theaters after the movie ends. Some make us laugh, some set up the next character, or the next movie, and some just plain show us a scene from a future film to come. Which gags, stunners, previews, and cliffhangers worked the best to bring us where we are today? Find out in Geekade Top 10, MCU post credit Scenes. On an especially crude 21st episode of the Nonstop Comic Shop, Jordan first sets the record straight about the witched road, or witched road, or however you want to say it, debacle from last time, then reviews two comics all about everyone's favorite evil oil company, Roxxon. First up in Marvel 2 and 1, number 73, the only other Marvel character named Xavier leads a Roxxon project to drill for oil in a parallel dimension, which would be heralded as a shrewd NIMBY idea if not for their enslavement of the local cavemen, leading to a revolt headed by the Stone Age Gamer logo. After the break, it's finally time for Kazar, The Burning Season, Paul Jenkins' mind-numbingly dull take on the politics of the Savage Land, a.k.a. Pangea, a.k.a. Crappy Wakanda. It's a country of orcs, centaurs, unfortunately named bird people and whiny electric ghosts, and where Roxxon's latest evil scheme is thwarted by the real heroes, FDA regulations. Plus, we've also got the unwelcome return of the man who came from Uranus, incomplete Titanic reference tri- tri- trilogies, triologies, troglodytes, whatever, morbid Twitter polls, and Jordan's fantastic fake snoring skills. Don't miss nonstop comic shop episode 21, Roxxon Rocks Off. Remember the original American Girls? A range of characters and accompanying toys, books, and accessories created to teach American history. Everyone wanted them, and the luckiest among us had them. Gabby's American Girl was Samantha, a nine-year-old Victorian girl portrayed in her first book as a heroine fighting against race and class-based injustice. In modern times, Samantha has come to be seen as a white savior and one of the most hated American girls. So Gabby decided to revisit Samantha's introductory story and find out if the girl she loved really had been as great as she remembered. Learn why revisiting your childhood might not go the way you think in Meet Samantha, located in the Think Tank. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. Hey, Chris. Well, hello, Evan. So this week it's it's your turn for a, another sixty second summary. It sure is. What are we What are we summarizing? I'm just gonna talk about what I've been watching. Okay, for sixty seconds. <laughs> just a cavalcade of television shows, or nah, just just one in particular that I started watching today. Okay, all right. Whenever you're ready, and go. So I started rewatching Lost today, oh. and holy heck, <laughs> I really liked the first couple episodes of this show oh my goodness it was so wonderful going back to all the mystery and intrigue and like i kind of remember like a scene with saeed and a pyramid at some point (laughs) like how did we get here but uh 
boy, going back to this first season, first couple episodes, the, the freaking mystery of all of it, and like, what the heck was that smoke monster, and whoa, John Locke used to be paralyzed, and now he's standing up and walking, and how freaking useless is Shannon, and it's, Walt, 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 he's always yelling Walt, I love it. Man, I'm so enjoying this right now, and I know at some point it's going to go off the rails and I'm not going to love it, but also special, super excellent shout-out to the music in these episodes. Just the music made me feel so many feels because I used to love this show so darn much, and it's, it's I'm really glad to have it back in my life. I know it's going to go bad, but for now, it's great. The end. So it, that, it, it, you're still able to watch it even though you know it's going to go bad. It's been so long since I've watched this show. Like it's, okay. it's almost since it aired, really. I don't think I've messed with it at all after it originally aired. So going back to these original episodes, obviously the one thing that I remember more than anything is uh, I've seen the, the pilot episode a lot of times because the pilot episode there was a riff tracks of. <laughs> so I'm still remembering a handful of jokes like when uh, What's-Her-Face uh, pregnant lady is standing on the beach and it's just like her stomach looks huge and I remember... Uh, Bill Corbett saying, geez, lady, can we have our ball back? <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good, sir. Thank you. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials and the summation of 60 seconds. Let's talk some news. First up from The Nerdist. Some sad news. Some sad, sad news. Bruce Campbell is officially retiring Ash. Now, we commented last week, I feel, that that Evil Dead will not be, Ash versus Evil Dead will not be coming back. That got canceled. And then during the week, the, the internets went nuts and everybody started getting angry and like, no, you have to bring him back. And he's like, nope, I'm done. I'm good. And I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, I totally get that. He's been, he's been Ash for a long time. Yeah. And he's not a young man. No. No. Uh-oh. And it's not saying that no one else couldn't, like, take over and do other stories of Ash. Just, you know, he's done. Right. Well, th- th- they remade Evil Dead and Ash was Ashley. Well, he's technically Ashley as well, but it was a girl, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah, they did that. So that's a possibility. He, he even mentioned that in when in his statement, like, you know, there can be more Ash stories, be it a guy or a girl or whatever, and just, I'm done. Yeah. It was a great ride. I'm happy to be a part of it, but it's over now. Hail to the king, baby. <laughs> Word. There you go. Perfect send-off. Um, we're, sorry to, we're sad to see him go, but we understand. Next up from TV Line. Um, I Okay, so Hank Azaria disses the handling of Apu controversy, and he's willing to exit the role. Now, how that was a while ago, wasn't it? Like there was a hullabaloo over over a poo. Uh, well, there's a documentary released about the problem with the poo. Right, was actually the name of it. Uh, and then they addressed it in a recent Simpsons episode. Oh. That was just a couple of weeks ago. I didn't realize that was a recent episode. Okay. And he's and he's unsatisfied with the way the show. Yeah, I mean the show's take on it was kind of shitty. They were like, well. Yeah, we acknowledge that this is not right, but we've been doing it a long time, and what are you going to do? Like, that was their answer. Uh, see, that's not cool. I no. think that's that him speaking out about it is, is the right thing, and he did it with Stephen Colbert, which is 
probably the rightest place to do it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and it and it's like he he does a bunch of voices on that show, so it's not like he's yeah. Yeah, it's not like he'd be off the show if they they stopped doing a poo or changed the actor. Right. It's yeah. I never. Hmm. I was kind of surprised, I, like in thinking about it, because I did. I saw that the trailer for that documentary oh, a long time ago, and it made me think, like, wow, yeah, that has been on, and it has been racist for a very long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of shocked that it's still going. So I always al- thought that was kind of the joke, like that it was kind of pointing out that that kind of depiction is racist. But I guess they. I mean, I can kind of see the point of like, well, shouldn't he be like owning the Quickie Mart or something by this point? But I don't know. They've they've done so much with Apu over the years. And granted, I haven't seen him in recent years because I haven't watched The Simpsons in a long time. But like, that was kind of like the joke that they were they were jabbing at. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, it's all all the stereotypes on The Simpsons are that you know, right? So. I don't know why it's I, I don't know I guess I don't understand completely why it's it's not funny anymore that it's like no we're <laughs> we're not saying that this is like this is this is a caricature this is just like fat tony or any of these other caricatures like we're pointing out how ridiculous these caricatures are and not seriously saying this is what indian people are like but I don't know I I can't I can't say that I've read up entirely on the situation I I think some of it is getting blown a tad bit out of proportion, but uh, I don't know all the details, so I will now shut up. <laughs> I think part of the main problem is that for South Asian people, uh, this is one of the only um, representations of their culture on TV, and it's, it is a hideous stereotype, be it satire or not. And it's also voiced by a white person doing a... Uh, bastardization of their accent. Yeah. He's no Fisher Stevens in Short Circuit too, but it's still. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because I just downloaded Short Circuit too, and I was like, Oh, I, I remember did. this. I asked you to. <laughs> and to be fair, I did not know he was an Indian when I was a kid. <laughs> I just thought that's who he was. No. Uh, no. Yeah, that's that's kind of the high bar of like. That's 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 just that's straight up blackface right there. That's what that is. But uh, yeah, well, it is that that is that is definitely a point, uh, a worthwhile point that that is one of the only representations of uh, of that. I've lost the word for it because I'm too tired. Culture. But, um, culture. Yeah. And that's that's absurd because that satire works much better if. You know, that's not the only representation. Well, at that point, that, it's uh, not satire because it's not. It, there's nothing for it to satirize. It's the only thing, so that makes it the thing. <laughs> yeah, and that's 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 profoundly sad. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see how how the network handles it, and uh, if anything changes, I'm sure there will be a news article with the 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 the, the exiting of Apu. And really, at this point. I mean, I mean, couldn't they just put the goddamn show down? Could 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 we please? <laughs> <Can> we... <laughs> Are we done yet? Nope. I mean, nope. Speaking of not being done yet, this next one—that's that's that's a segue right there. Good work, thank you. Channeling your inner me. <laughs> the notice brings us the news that Double Dare will be returning 
to Nickelodeon this summer. I don't know why it ever left, you guys. I don't either. Um, it's a simple premise. It's, it's an amazing show. It's cost a dollar forty three <laughs> per episode to make. Well, no, no, they spend at least six bucks an episode on that green gack shit. <laughs> that's a I lot don't know, of man. The giant peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's at least twenty bucks. <laughs> like that's a lot of peanut butter and jelly. That's true. If it is truly peanut butter and jelly, yes, that is a mad amount of peanut butter and jelly. Um, yes, so those of <laughs> the listeners out there that are right around our age will remember the the feels that you would get whilst watching an episode of <laughs> of Double Dare as you sat there and yelled at your television because you saw the flag and they didn't see the flag. Like, oh, you're right. <laughs> as I read this, uh, there is it references that, and I was like, oh my god, that bring back that. Like, it made my chest tight <laughs> just reading that. Because <laughs> every episode, at least one of the physical challenges would end up, and it was usually the nose pick because, like, they had to reach their arm up into the nose, and then they can't see what they're pulling out because it's already yeah, below like- them. We've got a better view than they do, but it was no less frustrating to be like, oh, come on, it's right come on, there. the flag's right there. I should be on this show. Mom, can we go on Double Dare? <laughs> no, we're not going to Florida. <laughs> so they're bringing back 40 all new episodes of families answering questions and picking giant noses. I can't wait. I am super, I am happy that this is happening. A new generation of children can experience this. This 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 transcends time. This this not. It's Mark Summers is coming back, right? Um, they will be naming a new show host in coming weeks to replace Mark Summers. Aww, but they though all, there is, we expect him to show there up. There it is. So darn well better. I would love to see Mark Summers as a contestant. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I just said that and thought it at the same time. <laughs> now, who was the? Wasn't like the announcer's name like Doc or something like that or? Ooh. Oh boy. Ooh. I think so. That does sound vaguely familiar. That guy's probably dead now. Probably. But <laughs> hey, keep an eye out. This is going to be this is this is just fun waiting to happen. And it's 40 episodes cuz it's a game show and they spit those out like six a day. It's great. This isn't even the first time they did that. They did Double Dare was Double Dare 2000, right? Yeah, but that's that no. This is classic Double Dare. It's like trying to bring back coke with a new flavor no this is not new recipe Original. well i mean double dare 2000 was just double dare. i mean if the freaking set was even the same for crying out loud I, okay so double in this dare article was they just show double dare. A, like a picture of the giant nose and glasses and the yeah. f- the framework that that nose is on it's just pipe and knuckle it's nothing fancy with a giant foam nose on it it's awesome like no joke probably a Probably $25 to build that whole thing. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Um, next up from Deadline. Now, okay. As I read this, I, I immediately... Get- John Harvey. Sorry. John Harvey was the announcer. Okay. Oh, no. That was only on one episode. Where was the... I'm just... I'm, <laughs> I'm IMDB in this stuff right now. Okay. And I'm not seeing... What the hell was the announcer guy? Well, just... Google announcer for Double Dare. 
Well, that's way smarter. <laughs> of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to pay attention to this to this next article because Good luck with that <laughs> because I don't understand. Now, Disney has ordered Star Wars Resistance. It's an anime inspired uh-huh. series featuring Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie. Great. Now, this takes place prior to the events of Episode Seven. Uh-huh. So we just saw episode eight. So episode seven. Okay, so it takes place between Jedi and Force Awakens. Okay, you see so that's it's the Rogue One of whatever. Uh, yeah, it's like how did we get from we just blew up the second Death Star, the Empire is no more, to wow, uh, First Order exists. They got a bigger Death Star. It's a freaking planet, not a moon. Uh, and the good guys are now the resistance. Like, it's all right. See now, I'm fully on board and understand. Um, so was Oscar Isaac the guy who played Poe in the movie? Yes. Okay. And Gwendolyn Christie, she's a it's, what's her name from um, Game of Game Thrones. Thrones. She was also Captain yeah. Phasma okay. in the Star Wars movies. Okay. I, and. D- there has not been nearly enough phasma for me in the new trilogy, so to have her on the show is a big win, I think. Yeah, it's pretty cool because she's a cool ass character, and she's so not dead. <laughs> okay, good to know. All right, so that is all right. So, how, okay, you are a fan of the animated versions of Star Wars, correct, Chris? Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, is that yeah, a, they've a, been great. Okay, how do you feel about this? Gonna have to see it. Okay. Um, you know, I'm I'm all for there being more of it. I think the the anime inspired look is a little odd, but then if it's it really depends on how it turns out. I want to see it in motion and what. Have you seen anything else other any other I don't know uh, character models or anything other than what's on this article? I have not. Okay. I have not even seen the stuff in the article. Okay. <laughs> well, it's just a, a BB-8 and a, a one of the looks like an, a, an X-wing. Maybe sideways. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. I mean, really, if this looks like... See, like, it's hard to tell from this image um, if it looks like Avatar The Last Airbender or the current Voltron, then I'm totally good with it. If it's uh, something a little bit more like, I don't know, if they're going like Teen Titans Go or something completely goofy, that might be a little strange. But it's... I don't know. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Okay. So, and as, as I, I'm rereading this article quickly... Where is this going to show up? Doesn't say. Probably on the Disney streaming service, yeah, I would probably imagine. There. I would imagine that as well. Oh, or it'll air on Disney XD. And the Disney XD. Star Wars Resistance is set to premiere this fall on Disney Channel stateside and then Disney XD and around the world shortly thereafter. Okay. Oh, boy. Look at the rest of this uh, voice cast. Got Donald Faison. Awesome. I don't know. Who's that? He's uh, Turk, Turk from, from Scrubs. Scrubs. Okay, see, it doesn't say Turk from Scrubs. It says Donald Faison. No. I just figured you would knew who that was. Oddly, I am doing a rewatch of Scrubs currently. Jim Rash. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so yeah, that that's a that's solid. Okay. Yeah, looks pretty cool. All right, we'll keep an eye out, and uh, I'm sure we'll we'll watch an episode when it comes around. Um, next up. I don't know where this is coming from. This is coming from the Hollywood Reporter. All right, so 
we Karen, you had posted up a couple of articles. I'm just going to credit the Hollywood Reporter. Um, so the verdict came back for Cosby. He's guilty on three charges. I believe so. Um, he could face up to ten years and twenty five thousand dollars per charge. Um. Okay, so justice is being served. With that being said, um, the Cosby Show was um, a couple of years ago was purchased by a, a streaming network to be streamed, uh, but it was uh, an African American geared streaming service where they 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 purchased a number of different shows and they just streamed them and the, this this channel was founded by martin luther king the third and andrew young um the service launched oh, i'm looking for the actual bounce okay is the name of the service uh it started in 2011 they have pulled uh the cosby show from its its lineup um they have already previously i think it stated two years ago mm-hmm. when the the charges well when the the accusations first came out they had pulled the um well it was just called cosby right right yeah his 90s series um so it's 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 now being it's like the 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 shit has hit the fan. Yep, cancel and, all your favorites. You know, it's it's like and I didn't it's even sh- know anyone was playing reruns of the Cosby Show. Well, it for for a, a good long time that was on syndication. Well, yeah, I know it was. I just mean like recently. I I, I didn't I haven't. I mean, granted, I don't watch a lot of TV, but if I was looking for some old syndicated show, I'd be looking for Alf, not the Cosby Show. Okay, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's why I love you. Um, so yeah, it's there's there's information about the court hearing the the court case and and how things turned out, but the 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 breast tax of it is he is found guilty, and his shows have been pulled from probably the last place that they will be aired. There you go. That's it. Sucks for the other cast members of that it show does. that aren't going to collect royalties now off of uh, those old reruns. It does. Um, but they have been collecting I'm, for a good long time on that name. And I'm sure they understand and are more than willing to give up those royalties. Absolutely, yeah. It's a, it's the right thing to do. It's just it's just yet another... And certainly not the worst <laughs> offense of uh, of Bill Cosby's piss poor life choices, but it's a uh, it's just like there. It's almost like there's just no end to the negativity of of that yeah. situation. But it's still not. It might not even be the grossest thing in our news feed this week. Yeah, we'll oh, let, it's we'll, not. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> so, uh, I, who posted this? Karen, you did. No, let me scroll back. I think Chris may have, and I'm glad I caught it because this one didn't expand. Uh, Claire Foy receives 200,000 pounds in back pay. Yes. <laughs> there you go. They, well, we were just talking about, like, we just did it, was it last week or like undisclosed, whatever the, uh, 
the the, the yeah. they're gonna make like Matt Smith said and like they're making it right or something and they were non specific about it. Well here's the specifics. They're gonna back pay her. And that's wonderful. There you go. And that's all we need to say. They made their they they made it right in the right way with the And check. listen, it's not like they didn't you know, they made this money off of her show. Mm-hmm. They, that's that that's where they made the money to pay her with. Like Oh this is a mere pittance of what they made off of this show. Exactly. So they so just made it right. The fact that they hadn't done it in the first place is a little ridiculous, but it's 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 great that they're taking the money that she made them and giving it to her. Yeah. Right thing to do. Good job. Um okay, so this next one comes from the Hollywood Reporter again. Troll Hunters to end with season 3 adds Tatiana Mas- Mas- <laughs> Maslani and Diego Luna and Emil Hirsch. I don't know what Troll Hunters is. Chris, you posted this. Do you know what Troll Hunters is? Uh, it's a Guillermo del Toro kids show on Netflix. That's supposed what? to be really freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 There's another news story I saw. I didn't post it in here that he just won a daytime Emmy or something for it. No, it's supposed to be just this really awesome kids show on Netflix. And I haven't watched any of it because... The name just kind of put me off. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. But apparently it's really good and it's really original and super cool and kids like it. And uh, it's just weird that it's ending on season three, like for narrative reasons, because you don't usually get that out of kids shows. Yeah, really. They, they'll stretch the shit out of that. I don't know how much you read of it, but part of the problem is that one of the characters was voiced by Anton Yelchin. Oh, um, and he recorded a large portion of season three before he died. Uh, Help but me. Uh, check off from the new Star Trek movies. Continue. Uh, so he recorded a lot of it before he died, but uh, they did have to recast that voice, and so they did. But uh, you know, I, I remember them. It's saying the show. they pieced together as as much of it as they could. Yeah, and they sort of uh, narratively so explained the transition in his voice. Uh, By the looks of it, I'm going to go with puberty. Because they're all kids. <laughs> um, they did that in Ninja Turtles too. They had a, what was it? Um, Jason Biggs was the original voice of Leonardo, and then he, I guess, he like quit or whatever. And uh, Seth Green took over. Seth Green doesn't sound anything like Jason. Biggs. Not even a little. They bit. had somebody hit Leonardo in the throat really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. He, he couldn't talk for like two episodes, and then he came back sounding like Seth Green. <laughs> What's their explanation? It's like, all right, good enough. That's perfect. (laughs) Imagine if Del Toro does that too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Del Toro, I didn't actually post this article because it's really not uh, TV news. But did you see I posted in the general chat that Del Toro wants to do scary stories to tell in the dark as a theatrical thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so exciting to me. (coughs) Excuse me. So... Let's roll out the red carpet for this one. Um, I'm going to have to check out Troll Hunters because I had no idea what it is, and now I'm excited about it. All right, so what is the next one? All right. I really just want to skip this one, but I'm not going to. I want to... Oh, wait, who posted it? Karen, I feel like you put... No, did you post? That was me. Okay. Chris. So, I found this gem. All right, so I'm going to read... I'm going to read the he- the headline, and I want one of you to just immediately start talking about your initial reactions. 
Ready? Tina Brown says she was pitched Charlie Rose comeback show. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Seriously, okay, holy this, wait, shit wait, I, I, Hold on, there gross. was another line I, that I wanted to read. Oh, guys, planning a co- it was a show, I, and it was really well. Because I got a show with Charlie Rose, in which they interviewed. Was, okay, and okay. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Tina said she had been emailed about co-hosting a new show with Charlie Rose, in which they'd interview Louis C.K. and Matt Lauer and others caught up in the Me Too sexual harassment scandal. Caught up in, holy shit, fuck you. <laughs> this article had, I read this like, like, just like scrolling around and happened to, to wander onto, this is what, page6.com. I would stop going to page6.com. This is also the way this is written. It's like, let's say you are from Mars and you don't know what the Me Too movement is. Mm-hmm. It makes these dudes seem like victims. Yes, very much so. Very much so. Um, no, no. You go. You you have to go away now. That's that's that's, that's what how you this get. works. I'm, that's what you get. You you don't get to be the convicted rapist Mike Tyson, who is now the lovable rogue. No, that's one of that is enough. You guys have to go away now. <laughs> your careers are over. Lay in your mattresses full of cash from all the money you made over all the years and pay as much of it to the people that you owe as possible, but just go away. Don't come back with this, like, comeback thing. What are they going to do? Sit around and be like, boy, I'm sorry. Isn't it great that we're getting paid to sit here and say we're sorry on national television? This is so goddamn gross mm-hmm. <laughs> so gross mm-hmm. <laughs> soon as i saw this in the feed i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me <sighs> and anybody no network will touch this with a fucking 10 is it wrong that i want to see it happen just to see the backlash Maybe. I like i feel like i, I want to see want, i want fox to pick it up i, I like <laughs> Jesus, they would. I, I'm, oh, this is ridiculous that this is actually a, a, a possibility. <laughs> like someone's thinking about it, and that yeah, person should be brought up on charges. But yeah, Tina Brown. Uh, I don't know who Tina Brown is. She's um, a talk show producer. Yeah, and she was. Uh, what was it? It just says she's having none of it. Like <laughs> you're darn right, she's having none of it. Yep. <laughs> and the fa- like, let's bring in a woman to do this. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? You really, you, you approached a woman about being involved in this show. You know what's freaking sad, man? There's, there, I can think of several women who would be a part of this. And those people are gross. <sighs> Un-be-freaking-leavable. All right, uh, we're moving on. Uh, from Radio you know, Times. I've seen this hashtag come up once or twice, but Thanos had a point. (laughs) (laughs) We're not there yet. Well said. Well said. All right. um, From RadioTimes.com, Aaron Sorkin has been given the go-ahead for West West Wing Revival. Did any of us think that this wasn't going to happen? I think we discussed this a while ago. I would much rather a newsroom revival, but... Uh, yeah, I think you said that exact same thing the last time we discussed it. 
I don't I don't remember talking about a, a West Ring revival, but I mean, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, I don't remember talking about it. Look, it's West Wing's a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, as long as Sorkin's involved, yeah. Uh, uh, sure, give it give it a whirl. This this I political like, climate. Yeah. Why not? I like the premise that's uh, pitched in this article. Yes. The, oh, yeah. That's that's a pretty pretty cool idea. Um, Sterling K. Brown is the president, and there's some kind of jam, an emergency, a very delicate situation involving the threat of war or something. And President Bartlett, played by Martin Sheen, long since retired, is consulted in the way that Bill Clinton used to consult with Nixon. And that's the great thing about this. Like, we've seen half the cast of West Wing, more than half the cast of West Wing, reprise their roles for different things here and there. Even, like, you know, ads to get people to go out and vote. Mm-hmm. Like, these these people are still clearly attached to these roles in a lot of ways. Wasn't so. it, like, just about the whole cast for that? that yeah, the voting PSA, The voting thing? Yeah, just it. about. Yeah. Well, isn't the guy who played Leo, didn't he die? Or Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. So there, there it is. Sorkin says that you know he's interested, but he he needs to make sure that there's a story. So uh, the show has a legacy, and the last thing I want to do is harm that. Fantastic. Yeah, this is one of those few revivals I'm actually down for. Yeah, because it's 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 similar to. Um, it almost reminds me a bit of Law and Order, where it's like. It was more about the stories than the characters to an extent. Now, granted, Law and Order is far more divorced from the stories and the characters than this show was. But like, even when this show ended, like I would have watched the Jimmy Smith's President show. Like I would have watched a different, you know, cabinet and cast uh, mm-hmm. doing that because as long it's just the way that this show worked of just telling stories of what it's like in the White House and kind of giving you a respect for what these people's jobs are and how difficult the decisions they have to make are was a really interesting thing. And I thought it was a good thing to be on television to kind of help people understand the way the political process works. I mean, it, I granted it's television. Like you always have to take that with you know, several spoonfuls of salt, but, nah, but not in this day and age. Well, that's the thing. Well, yeah, this day it just it functions completely differently. And I don't even think functions is the right word, but, uh, it's like if, if if a West Wing show is to go back on the air, I would want our current administration to watch it and take notes. Yeah, <laughs> like I use would, it I as a documentary. Voted for Every single time, I would have voted for I would have voted for Bartlett. But that's I, I I don't know. You see a lot of things that are are very um, uh, people post very simplistic views of things. Like this is what this person voted on, and that thing is evil, and uh, like completely in a vacuum like this guy uh voted yes on this bill and that bill is evil so that person is evil but then you watch this show and you realize that half the time when those people are voting yes on that bill that's evil it's because that means that they're getting yeses on six other bills that are decidedly unevil and that was the that was the cost of getting the yeses on these other things Mm -hmm. because that's how gross the political system is yes so this show did a lot to open my eyes to how how gross this process is and how complicated it is and to not you know look at a single vote that someone did and saying like well that person clearly sucks because that person voted yes on this thing that i completely disagree with and they should burn in hell it always makes me question how much more went into that decision and this this show is good for that i also think it might be interesting if they were going to bring this back 
to not have the whole show be about this, but maybe like to show an outgoing administration that's similar to what's going on now, where like the president is clearly out of his fucking mind and everyone in the White House is like, what do we do, guys? <laughs> yeah, I would really like to see that would be really therapeutic to see a show about how you come back from this, because I don't think we do. Yeah. It's mildly depressing. But, hey, here's hoping that we get to see a new version of the West Wing. Well, I'll tell you what we're not seeing a new version of. Valor. <laughs> that, see, I was going to do the same thing. Never in. heard of it. Neither have and I. We watch a lot of CW. We haven't seen any. Com- We've seen like 650 commercials for uh, uh, CW seed reruns of Forever with uh, Eon Gruford from Fantastic Four fame sitting in silence in a friggin' morgue and then sitting up and saying, it's a long story. 650 times per commercial break watching anything on the CW app. Never seen a commercial for Valor. Never heard of this show. Can't imagine why it's getting canceled. Well, it had really shitty ratings. <laughs> Wonder why no one's watching it. There you go. So, for those of you who are... <laughs> okay, so... Uh, 958,000 of you who are between the ages of 18 and 49... You're not gonna. You're gonna have to find a new show. So. I one the one interesting thing I found about this is most CW shows get an automatic renewal right. after their first season. So this is uh, <laughs> even <laughs> even with um, CW expanding to a sixth night of programming, they still are getting rid of this. I, like I don't know if you read this, but it's <laughs> the story centers on the Shadow Riders, a crack unit of U.S. Army helicopter pilots and the mysterious Thea, <laughs> who investigates the unit's failed Somalia missions. Failed is the word. This sounds terrible. So there it is. That's not coming back. It also says right at the end of this article that another show on the CW called Life Sentence was canceled, yeah. which is, I saw another article, basically this same article, but about that show. Uh, but at the end of it, it was updated to say, like, after we published this, we heard from the show's creator on Twitter saying that no decision has been made about that show yet. So I'm not really sure what happened there. Wait, is Life Sentence the one with the girl that was terminal? Yes. So, like, I kind of dig that premise. Like, it's not a show that I would watch, but I feel like it's a good premise for a show. Have you heard of this, Evan? No. All right, girl's terminally ill. Boyfriend proposes to her. She's like, all right, yeah, why not? I've got, like, six months to live. And then, like, a week later, doctor's like, you're cured. And now they're like, well, shit, now we're getting married forever. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and, like, I, that's, that's, I could see some, some good schlocky TV drama coming out of that. That's, that's a decent premise. So uh, I but guess you, I'm kind of But you're not into not well. Army helicopter pilots is what you're telling me? I'm not not in the Army helicopter pilots. They're just not the A team. So I'm out. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta write that down. They're just not the A team. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Um, this this next one comes from Deadline. New Jersey is okay. So here's here's New Jersey's four hundred and twenty five million dollar tax plan aims to get state back in film and TV game. Okay, so apparently the New Jersey is going to open up to for tax breaks for the film and, and and television industry, which New York has been doing for a very long time. I get it. 
Makes sense. Um, it will bring jobs, so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. What I liked best about this article, there's a lot of numbers, but uh, apparently this this the tax breaks were originally cut. Uh, I'm trying to find the year by Christie because, and I feel it, it was probably because a little. He's a flying jackass. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> the previous 20% incentives began in 2005, but Christie, in addition to his qualms about the claims of an economic boost, objected to the image projected by certain productions, especially MTV's Jersey Shore. <laughs> So he's like, I don't like that show. I don't like the way those Staten Islanders are making Jersey people look. I'm not going to give you any money. Jesus fucking Christ. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. And I hate the Jersey Shore. But come on. on. Like, this is a no brainer of a way to make money for this state. We're all local to Jersey for those listeners who are maybe not. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why we get to talk about this. But, like, it is 100% true. I, for a very short time, did work in TV in New York, and it is hella overcrowded. Yeah, it like, is. I worked this... one night for a production crew because they needed a driver, and I needed to drive digital information from New York out to Jersey, wait for it, then drive it back into New York. It was, like, 1230 at night. There must have been... I must have passed six crews in the right? streets of New like, York. It's ridiculous. It, I'll tell you a quick production story from my short-lived experience as a PA. Uh, because I was living in Jersey, I had a driver's license, so I was hired onto a crew as a driver as well. Mm-hmm. And it was my job to go to a parking lot at whatever, four in the morning, and pick up this truck. I'd never driven a truck in my life. Mm-hmm. And drive it down to where the chute was. I slept at Chris's apartment, which at the time was in Brooklyn, because I felt it would be easier to get to where the truck was parked in Manhattan from Brooklyn. Nope. <laughs> but the fucking trains weren't running overnight, and I didn't know that, so I was late as hell with the entire cruise, fucking every all the equipment. I was like two hours oh, late no. for call time. And guess what? That would not happen in New Jersey, because there's no... No. You know, bridges and tunnels to cross to get from one place to another in Jersey. Nope. To get in and out of New Jersey, yes, but within New Jersey, you don't have that problem. No, that and that was like the big the big thing. For, like they needed a PA with a driver's license. I'm like, yeah, are you, are you serious? Like, doesn't everybody have a driver's? I understand people not having a car in New York, but like being an adult, get a, a driver's license. Need a license? <laughs> New Yorkers, man. Anyway, I think this is great. I think that uh, somewhere in here it says that there's a slightly higher advantage for sh- filming in South Jersey, where we have some economic depression. Mm-hmm. So, uh, way to go, Governor G- Governor Murphy, for uh, sticking that in there. Well, yeah, like they they did a, a full show about the the rise of Atlantic City, and they didn't do it in it. They filmed it in New York. Like what the fuck? They, they not they didn't just film it in New York. They filmed it in Long Island City, which is a tiny little off of Manhattan, and they built Atlantic City. Right. Like, Atlantic City is right there, and what's more, nobody using it. (laughs) And that's true. I know that from experience. All right. Well, so that's good news. Hopefully, this will put a boom in in an industry in an area that needs it. Yes. 
All right, so the next article I was told not to read. Now, okay, so I've I've just scrolled down to it. Do you want me to open it or do you want me to ignore it completely? Sure, you can open it, whatever. All right, I'm going to open it now. Now, okay, there, as if you've listened to the show before, you know we do a standard spoiler warning at the beginning of the show. I do a voiceover, very funny, I make it sound like TV. Yet again, I'm going to reiterate, spoiler warning. This is a spoiler warning for Avengers Infinity War. Now, I know that's a movie, and God help you if you watch TV and movies together. We are going to spoil it in some way, shape, or form. Or they are, and I may get upset. Probably not, because I don't give a shit about spoilers. But, spoiler warning, okay? I am going to give you... Let's say 10 seconds to stop listening and just we'll see you next week. It's the same spiel as last week. Figure out what we're talking about next week. I don't even want you to take the chance of coming back in and getting spoiled. Okay, go to our website, find out your homework, come back and see us next week. Love you all. Okay, 10 seconds. Go ahead, Chris, or whoever is doing this. Go. Okay, so Evan, Chris and I have seen Infinity War, and Evan has not. And in order to talk about this story, we need to spoil Evan. So let's do that now, Chris. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, so um, Thanos's uh, motives are a bit different uh, in this movie as opposed to what they are in the comics. The comics, he's all like, he's in love with death. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this movie, I actually like this a lot better. Uh, Thanos is pretty much under the impression that uh, there's too many living creatures in the universe. We should eliminate half of them. Okay. So that's his plan. He goes after uh, the Infinity uh, Stones. He gets the gauntlet made. And, yeah, I won't spoil every piece of it, but... Well, I... I, Yeah. When asked what he wants, his his answer is, I want to kill. I want to just... I just don't want to kill. It's... I feel it's the right thing to do. Half the universe needs to die, and then I'll wake up and watch the sunrise. Okay. That's how the movie ends. He gets the Infinity Gauntlet. He kills half of all life and watches the sunrise roll credits. Okay. Half of that involves a whole lot of characters you care about. Okay. Uh Since we're... Do you want to know? or I, you, You're more than welcome to tell me. I don't know. Is that necessary? Or? It's not necessary. We will say it, the characters who die in the movie are named in the article. If yeah. you want to know or don't want to know. Okay. Yeah. So that that's in there. Uh, and obviously we know. <laughs> is it? That, I, okay. Side question. In the article, there is a photograph. Can, do you see the photo? The first photograph? It's the, the cast of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then some of the cast of Avengers. Uh-huh. There's four people like... If those are the people that we're talking about? Two Some of them. of them. Okay. <laughs> two of them live, two of them don't. Okay. And I'm sure most of those people in the background don't. <laughs> All right. But, uh, so half of the universe, Gonzo. Yeah, and I mean, like, it. They're, they're, there's everywhere. Just, like, people you are like, wait, oh, no, wait, no, he's got another movie coming out. You stop that. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> 
we had a friend who uh, went to see it, and before the movie started, she posted on Facebook as a joke. Ha ha, spoiler alert, everyone dies. <laughs> she was right. <laughs> Alex Wysak was like, you're not wrong. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's and that's just that's just the deaths at the end. There's actually a few more brutal, just straight up killings in the uh, the earlier parts of the movie too. But uh, okay, so uh, that is the situation with Infinity War. People die, and lots of them. Um, and they, you know, quick even... co- quick question: outside of like the movie deaths, like at the beginning, throughout the movie, the I, tell me that he snaps his fingers because that's yep, yes. that is from the comic. Yep. Okay. And it doesn't do it. Ex- he does. It's a little bit more uh, <laughs> like do people just, like are they vanishing or are they like exploding? Like they're just disintegrating okay. like, in, into dust. Okay. They're turning to dust. Okay. And they are conscious of it happening. Well, I don't to remember. Them. There was a show that I watched where like half of the population just vanished. But like. They just vanished. Like, they're not there anymore. Like, cars crashed because people vanished. It wasn't like there was dust or it was, anything. It was kind of like that, where, like, okay. whatever stuff kept happening, but the people weren't there anymore. But they they did have a few seconds of, like, being aware that it was happening and drifting away. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, like, including, like, mid-conversation, saying, I don't want to die, yeah. or, in, and then just... Turning into ash. Okay. And blowing away in the wind. And it was brutal to watch. Okay. Anyway, in relation to the actual story of the day. Yes, Karen, uh, your turn. Okay. So we watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And whereas uh, what happens on the show does not generally impact movies, what happens in the movies generally tends to impact the show in some way. Right. Like all of the... All exactly. of the movies have impact. Well, maybe not. It's been Guardians. considerably less in the last several seasons of Shield. Like it'll be meant. Like they mentioned the Sokovia Accords. Okay. In in passing, and in this one, there was an the most recent episode. Someone was like, "Hear about all the weird stuff that's happening in New York," and Daisy was just like, "I don't watch the news or something like that." Interesting. <laughs> Which okay. was exactly what I said they were going to do. One of the first things that occurred to me after we walked out of the movie was, "What are they going to do on Shield?" And I, I said, "I bet they're going to do this. I bet they're going to say like, because the uh, release date of the movie got moved up, so." It was kind of out of sync for okay. what the Shield's airing schedule would have been. So to a certain degree, they couldn't really address it in, in a timely manner. And like, I don't know if they address it on the show now and people haven't seen the movie. They're going to get spoiled by the show. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, the point is, what are they going to do? <laughs> are they going to kill half the cast? So that's what this article talks about is like... Will they address it? Uh, can they completely ignore it? No, they can't. They already mentioned it. Can they partly ignore it? They might, but it's uh, it would be a cop-out if they did. And then the author goes on to talk about they broke down the math of what the timeline of the movie is mm-hmm. and then compared that against the timeline of the show and like what's going on in the show right now as the movie was released. They have about 12 hours in showtime 
before the end of the movie happens. What? And oh, and, a, no. and a couple more episodes in their season so they could conceivably wrap up their arc and like have it, you know, sync up by the end of the season, but you don't know. The other problem is that we their their fate is in the balance. The show's fate is in the balance. We don't know if there's going to be a season six. Yeah, that is also kind of brutal. So uh, this writer makes the argument that the uh, Jed Whedon's been interviewed as saying that if this is the end of the show, it is a rewarding ending. And they don't think that killing off half the cast would be rewarding. (laughs) But, like, they have to... We don't know what the hell they're going to do because, you know, either they don't kill everybody and... It's it's like just falls out of canon or they just kill like the red shirts and yeah. that's kind of cop out. Yeah. Or they have to kill people that we actually care about on the show and then potentially bring them back once the other once the next movie is released next year. It's just a it's just a very interesting situation to be in. Well, I, I'm I'm very surprised at the fact that the timeline for the show kept so close to the timeline for the movies. Yeah, I mean, if if they hadn't had that throwaway line about like, did you hear about what's happening in New York? Then they could argue that whatever's happening on Shield happened before the events of the movie. How long? How long are the events of the movie? Is, uh, the, is, is the, it twelve hours? In the article, hours? they're saying that it's it's a twenty four hours from beginning to end. Gotcha. Well, okay. So the point of like the stuff that happened in New York that they're talking about, Mm -hmm. that's right at the beginning of the movie. It's the beginning of the movie and they're arguing that it would be halfway through this 24 hour period. So I don't know. Wow. Um, That's uh, definitely interesting. The thought that I had today is that they could dust a lot of the, uh, you know, the side characters that we don't care about as much and Coulson. I was just thinking that. Like, I mean, his death's already been prophesied on the, this season of the show. So, and like, the whole, if Coulson is one of the people that disintegrates from this whole Infinity War thing, and then he gets brought back the same way everyone else is going to get brought back, which we don't know how that is, but, and somehow comes back actually alive. Because I, I, you're, you're not caught up with the show, right? No. No, I Basic, basically where Coulson is right now is the the uh, Kree blood or whatever infusion thing they did, the mm-hmm. Tahiti project. Yep. When he made his deal with Ghost Rider, it like basically uh, nullified it. So he's just complete. He could drop that at any minute, basically, because his the, the, the blue juice that was keeping him alive is no longer doing its thing. So he's basically the walking dead. At okay, this so point. he is straight up on borrowed time kind of thing. Yeah, ex- exactly. And uh, they've been they they've been to the future this season and they're trying to prevent the future that they went to from happening. And in the future, one of the characters spoke to her future self and the, the future self said, you have to let Coulson die in order to prevent all this from happening. Now they've been trying to prevent him from dying from this like Cree blood infusion thing. But what if they, they succeed at preventing that and then he blows away anyway from like Thanos. That's kind of cool. Well, if, if the character said you have to let Coulson die to prevent this future. Right. He needs to die for that 
point because if it's the Infinity Gauntlet death, how how that? But they but they don't know that it's mm. it's alternate timelines. You don't know what has an impact on what. Right now, so, certain characters books. are running around thinking they're unkillable because they have evidence that they exist in the future. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. <laughs> it is a yeah, little ridiculous. They, they exist in a future. <laughs> we don't know which timeline they're on. Multiverse theory. Um, so, yeah, it, that would be uh, that would certainly be interesting. I mean, I am just about positive that the uh, Netflix shows aren't going to really touch on this at all. Which is fine. I'm sure the whole people dying and then people coming back is going to be like just in between seasons for everything. Uh, I'm sure they'll mention that at some point uh, in time. But, uh, I mean, heck, Hulk basically destroyed the Bronx and nobody mentions it. And, uh, or, and no, he, just, he destroyed Harlem and nobody mentions that that happened in Luke Cage. <laughs> like, <laughs> the whole end That's of that true. movie is literally destroying Harlem. And that, anyway, uh, so those those shows are all, all have always been at least you know tertiarily removed from it. You know they mention it and a lot of that takes place and kind of like the whole point of why Hell's Kitchen is what it is. But this show is has at least in the first couple of seasons always been really tied to the movies and in the recent years just seeing that kind of fall off where they're dealing with these like completely crazy extinction level events and like okay at some point somebody should have called the Avengers and uh, they just don't because the show. Because they can't. They can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is like, if if half if people don't start turning to dust on this show, then it's officially like just completely removed from the movies, and that's that's kind of disappointing because you know that was kind of the whole big thing. And I keep hoping at some point that Coulson's going to pop back up in the MCU proper, not in the flashback Captain Marvel movie that's taking place in the nineties, but like I want Iron Man to know Coulson's still alive and. But I I don't think it's going to happen, but it, I keep hoping that it will. <coughs> of course, you know, I thought that we'd never see the Red Skull again. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Also, that happened. <laughs> Wait, it's the Red Skull's back? Yes. <laughs> okay. Dude, go see the movie. I, well, I still have to see Black Panther. You kind of don't, though. No, yeah, no, no. I mean... no, 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 no. I do. <laughs> no, I mean, of course you do have to see it, but like but you don't have to see it first. Yeah, you like, don't have to see Wakanda it. Wakanda exists. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, that this really all that ties in was like, yeah, Wakanda exists. And it's now open to the public. <laughs> yeah. Everyone come shopping. Well, there you go. Wow. Infinity War was awesome. Yes. I'm sure it was. And I'm sure it will be. Up until that ending, it was like the most fun. <laughs> it was <laughs> the so most fun. Much fun. And then it was the lack of fun was amazing. And then it was just like, wow, the stunning lack of fun at wow. the end. <laughs> None of this is fun. <laughs> this is not fun. Well, all right. Well, we'll see what they do. Well, we you guys will. keep an eye out. Let me know because I'm not caught up yet, and I don't. I don't know when I will be. So I'm way behind. I don't even know how far behind I am on shield. Well, thanks guys. Appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Um, so that's it. Yep. That's it for this week. Um, <laughs> still taking it back a little bit. I'm like, I think the the worst spoiler is that death is not involved. 
Like, I wanted, like, death. Like, the woman death to be the reason. Cause I'm genuinely glad that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Because what they did works so well. Okay. Like, Thanos is legit great in this. Like, he is a wonderful villain because you kind of get it. And he clearly doesn't want to do what he's doing. He feels he has to, and he knows he's right. And it's, it just makes for such a great villain. Good. And I just think it's, 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 I think that's a better motivation than it being, be, being to impress a girl. So Josh Brolin is killing is it all, all around the MCU. He really is. Literally. <laughs> Didn't mean it that way. <laughs> what Can't I meant was his cable appearances as well, because I hear very good things about that as well. Yeah. So. All right. Very good. Let's wrap this up. I'm, I'm mildly stunned, and I'm just going to roll with it. Chris, uh, I... finish that yawn and give us your spiel. Oh, you can get in touch with us at mail at com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. You can find me at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can the good people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, if somebody wanted to discover you on Twitter, where would they do it? Geekade underscore Evan. That's wonderful. Mm. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for all sorts of fresh and original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, Chris. Karen, it's your turn, right? Yes. Same one. All right. So what is our homework this week? I want to talk about a new show I just started watching that I think is fantastic, and I think you guys will like it too. So let's watch season one, episode one of Killing Eve from BBC America. Killing Eve. All right. All right, there's your homework. Killing Eve, season one, episode one. Shockingly, Karen pulls out a BBC show. (laughs) All right, that's all we got, people. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Um, Sorry about the spoiler, but hey deal with it we gave you fair warning from all of us here at this week's episode i'm evan i'm karen krypton is awful good night so you quoted yourself at the end of this episode (laughs) no it wasn't so much quoting myself as reiterating myself krypton is awful and this concludes our broadcast day